Good afternoon, everybody. I want to welcome you to our weekly Bible study, and I pray that as we spend time getting into God's Word today, that you would be blessed and encouraged as we share around some of the Scriptures. Uh, also, we'd just like to ask you a favor, that if you do listen to this Bible study, if you wouldn't mind just sending us a message, either via email or WhatsApp, just to let us know that you are actually listening. Um, we don't really have a way of being able to work out who's listening and how many people are listening. Um, I have started to upload these Bible studies onto a free app called Anchor, which is also helpful for us just to have some way of um, seeing who's listening or, or how many people are listening. Um, yeah, it's not a major thing, but it would be helpful for us just to give an indication that maybe I'm talking to myself and uh, actually nobody's listening to the Bible study, or maybe there are one or two of you who are faithfully engaging in it. So as I say, not a big thing, but if you could help us, that would be amazing. Come, let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you again for this moment in the week where we can pause and draw inspiration from your scriptures. We pray that these words would be a blessing to us in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to take us back to the reading that we reflected on on Sunday, just particularly one verse as a launching pad for our Bible study today. So there's John 20 and verse 19, one of Jesus' appearances to his disciples. This uh, version of the scriptures says this, that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish leaders. I want to just pause there and um, ask you to imagine yourself in that particular scene. Uh, picture yourself as you are today, but then to ask you this question. What are you afraid of today? What am I afraid of today? So let me reread that verse and put a different angle on it. So that Sunday evening, the disciples were meeting behind locked doors because they were afraid of dot, dot, dot. So I know that for some of us, we have these permanent fears. Some people are permanently afraid of spiders or geckos, or maybe they're afraid of heights or death or claustrophobia or something like that. But I also understand that in my life, my fears can be um, almost localized into certain events and time frames. So let me give a few examples. So we may, at a certain point in our lives, be quite fearful or anxious about our ill health. Or maybe if we're busy writing exams at school or university, we go through a time of being anxious or afraid for those exams. Um, some people have experienced financial stress during these COVID times. And so what I'm saying is, are there some fears that maybe you're experiencing now that you don't encounter for the rest of your life? And so just ask yourself this question, what, what is God saying to me in this moment? So just hold on to that now as we then look back at uh, another moment in the scriptures, but this comes back to Mark chapter 26. Now I'm taking us back to actually before the crucifixion, and this is the moment where Jesus was praying in the garden of Gethsemane. And uh, what I'm wanting to offer us today is that there are often different ways in how we react to fear. I guess on the broad spectrum of things, some people would react with fear by 
um, almost withdrawing and not wanting to confront it. Other people may come fully out and confront it and almost aggressively confront that fear, just trying to overcome that. So I want to read to us um, Jesus' response, and then we'll look at somebody else's response to being in a fearful or an anxious situation. So let me take us from Matthew chapter 26, where we look at Jesus talking to James and John and Peter as they're praying in the garden. Verse 38, Jesus told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and he bowed with his face to the ground, praying, my father, if it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. And that part um, of that interaction continues three times in uh, in Jesus' experience in the Garden of Gethsemane. He returns to his disciples, he finds them sleeping, then he carries on and he prays again. And each time he says words very similar to this, Father, if this cup cannot be taken away from me unless I drink it, let your will be done. And so we see um, in a very broad way how Jesus handles this moment of crushing grief, crushing fear, anxiety, because sometimes we think that Jesus in this moment wasn't experiencing fear and anxiety, and I'm convinced that he was. Yes, he knew that he was the Son of God and he had this divine purpose to fulfill, but in his humanness, I am imagining that his words here, where he says, my soul is crushed with grief, are a close indication as to how he's feeling. Then on the other hand, I want to take us quickly to a few verses later on when Judas has now arrived and he's, he's kissed Jesus in that prearranged signal. And then uh, Jesus says to him, you know, my friend, go ahead and do what you've come to do. And then the soldiers grab Jesus and there's almost like this moment of a bit of a, a fight and they come to arrest him and a bit of argy-bargy going on. And then one of the disciples who was with Jesus, we read later on that it's actually Peter, pulls out his sword and he strikes the high priest's slave, Mal Malchus, and slashes off his ear. To which Jesus then replies to him, put away your sword. Those who use the sword will die by the sword. And in this very little glimpse of what's happening here, we see how Simon Peter deals with his fear and his anxiety and being pushed into a very a tight situation. Do you, do you see that? Because Peter has reacted with uh, violence. He's taken his sword, taken the sword, and he's cut the guy's ear off. Jesus, in the end, actually heals the man's ear. But it's two different experiences of going through fear or anxious situations. Jesus, on the one hand, gets to the point of saying, Lord, uh, if it's possible, please take this away from me, but I resign myself to your will. I believe and trust that your will is perfect. Whereas Peter doesn't understand what's going on and he, in this anxious situation, allows his fear to move him to anger and then he becomes violent in that situation. I remember a few years ago in, in doing a marriage preparation course, um, the presenters spoke about two different personalities when it comes to people, uh, particularly in relationships. 
and that the one is that they both are labeled as animals. The one is a hedgehog, and the other one is a rhinoceros. And the presenter was simply saying that you will have some people who are very uh, quiet, maybe very introverted, almost very soft inside themselves. Uh, and, and that's the picture of a hedgehog who has a very soft underbelly, obviously quite spiky on the outside, but when it's confronted with something that makes it afraid, it doesn't go head onto it. What it does, it rolls itself up into a little ball, protecting the sensitive part of its body and leaving the sparks outside. Whereas a rhinoceros, as you know, is just full, full go. You know, if something comes to challenge it, it just rushes at it and tries to defeat it by sheer strength and just completely bulldozing um, anybody who's in its way. Now, if you take those two examples and look at it in terms of fear, there are some of us who will be like the hedgehog, who when it comes to situations that we're afraid of, we just want to curl up into a little ball, protect our, our sensitive spirits and hearts and say, look, I, I can't deal with this, and then put um, the sparks up and leave it like that. There are others who will just confront fear by just rolling out and just destroying anybody else um, in our paths. Now, there are positives and negatives of both the hedgehog and the rhino, and I'm not going to get into that right now. But when I look at Jesus, although his, his response to, um, to his father is, is more gentle than Simon Peter, it's also not quite a hedgehog, because Jesus still confronts this moment of fear. He steps up from these prayers and says, okay, right, the time is now. Arise, let's go. But the way they handled the situation was very different. And I guess what I'm, I'm challenging us today, friends, is picturing ourselves back in that upper room moment where we were locked away for fear of whatever it is we're afraid. Let's just use the example of maybe we are, we are afraid of um, the future. Can we then hear the words from John's Gospel speaking into our particular situation because the verse 19 of John 20 carries on it says suddenly Jesus was standing there among them peace be with you he said and if you listen to the sermon from last Sunday you would remember that those words are shalom alaychem which means peace be with you may all of God's blessings be upon you and as he spoke then he also showed them his wounds and his hands and then again he said peace be with you as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And I just noticed that when God comes to us in our place of fear, he still wants to send us out from that place. So unfortunately, we can't remain hidden away. As we know, the disciples have to leave the locked room and the upper room, and they have to then go and, and share the gospel. But they do it now as changed people because the Spirit of God has turned their fear into, into faith, if you like. Same as Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, he couldn't stay there and not confront what was lying in the future. But he was able to do it not from a place of fear, but trusting in his Father's wisdom and, his, and in his Father's perfect will. And so as you contemplate your own fears and struggles and anxiety today, um, it is my prayer that you would just remember this reflection. And as we come to a close, what I'm going to do, just for something different, is I'm going to read a number of scripture verses that just speak 
into this area of being afraid or, or, or fearful. And I've chosen them from throughout the scriptures because I, I really want us to see that God speaks into this topic of fear and anxiety and, and being afraid of things throughout. So God knew that his followers, his disciples, um, people that called themselves God followers would encounter these things in their lives. And so we aren't any different, friends. It doesn't make you less of a, of a Christian or a God follower because you are experiencing these things. But I want us to go away holding on to these wonderful promises that God gives to us. So wherever you're listening to this, just I invite you, I will read you the reference so you can turn to it later on if you want. But just hear God speaking to you in your situation. Isaiah 41 verse 13. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, Do not fear, I will help you. Psalm 23 verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Proverbs 1 verse 33. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. Deuteronomy chapter 1 verse 29. Then I said to you, do not be terrified. Do not be afraid of them. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Matthew chapter 10, verse 28. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body. Matthew 28, verse 10. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. Luke 2, verse 10. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that I will cause great joy for all people. Acts 18 verse 9. One night the Lord spoke to Paul in a vision. Do not be afraid. Keep on speaking. Do not be silent. Revelation chapter 1 verse 17. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and he said, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. So friends, I'm sure you've got the overall gist of today's Bible study. I invite you, if you want to, take any one of those passages that I've just shared and maybe read the full story around it, um, or just go back to that moment in Matthew 26 where Jesus was in the Garden of Gethsemane and then arose after that to confront those who had come to hurt him. And may I just pray for us as we close. Lord Jesus, thank you that you don't stand from a distance and watch us struggling in our fears and anxieties, but that, Lord, you've given us the Holy Spirit. You come into our situations where we feel like we are locked away, and you come to bring transformation and change. And that transformation is not just for our benefit, Lord, so that we are moved from fear to faith, but also, Lord God, it becomes a testimony that when people see us changed, 
that they want to know who it is or what it is that has changed us. And we can then point to you and say, you know, yes, I was once afraid, I was fearful, I was deeply anxious, but God has brought me this deep peace. And because of that, I know that all will be well. And so, Lord Jesus, help us to be able to come to that same place where you were able to say, Lord, your will be done. And so, Lord Jesus, we offer you these prayers in Jesus' name. Amen. So, friends, again, God bless you. Thank you so much for your time and listening. Um, if you are able to access this via the Anchor website or the app, it would help us in just registering how many people are engaging with this. But if not, don't stress. Just send us an email or a little WhatsApp message, and we will just try and have an idea as to how many people are part of this Bible study journey. God bless you. Chat to you soon.